Okay, good afternoon everybody. Baruch Hashem. Hope everyone uh, enjoyed the Chagim and have been uplifted. And we are continuing on page 111 in the third volume of Tzurvim Rabbanan. We'll be doing three shirim dedicated to the laws of Abelut, of mourning. And we start with the first shir is the laws of Aninut and Onen. And Onen, as we'll see, is basically the time period from when one hears about the passing of a relative until the burial. And there's specific laws that we, that we learn about an Onen that might be different um, to the laws of an Avel, of a classic mourner. The truth is, is that the first time we actually meet Aninut is a Dindor item, a between Aaron Akoen and Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu says to Aaron, you bought a carbon, why didn't you eat the meat? And Aaron says, I'm an Onen, he hasn't buried his, his, his children, well, they weren't really, uh, Nadav Avihu were just killed, how can I eat the meat? And Aaron Akoen actually wins in this, um, in this debate, uh, this first, one of the first halachic debates between Aaron Akoen and Moshe Rabbeinu, the halacha follows Aaron Akoen, and Onen, Mido Oraita, was prohibited from eating kodshim meat, sacrificial meat, and drinking wine, and also Masashani, etc. We learn from that also to today, although we don't have kodshim meat, that an onen is also asked to eat meat and to drink wine. Now, the Gemara in Masechet Brachot really expands this principle to a category called Misha Meitom Mutal Lefanov. A person who his relative, his dead relative, is literally lying in front of him. And what are the laws of that? So the Gemara basically learns, and it's a borrowed term, because Aninot is really a din writer of uh, not being able to eat kodshim meat and drink kodshim wine in the times of the Beit HaMikdash. We take that principle, and the Chachamim, the sages, expanded it, to a category called but the vernacular is we call a person on an on an onen, right? even though we allow it. Sorry? We allow it. No, we don't allow it. We don't allow it. But, but it's only we, midrabanan. But if he is an onan, you're yonto. Ah, we'll get to yonto. We'll get to yonto. Yes, yes. That will be a different story. We'll 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 get to the story of when the laws of Aninut kick in, when they are, um, uh, what's the word, they are paused, if you will, right? And, uh, and we'll see these halakhot. So let's start with the Gemara in Brachot. It's actually a Mishnah. The Mishnah in Brachot, Yud Zayin Amud Bet says, Mishnah Meito Mutal Patur Mi is exempt from reciting Kriyachma, Minatvila, from davening Minatvilin, from donning tefillin, umikol mitzvot ha'amurot ba'torah, and any mitzvot that are mentioned in the Torah. As we'll see, this is referring to positive mitzvot, not negative mitzvot. That doesn't mean that a person whose uh, mate passes away, a relative passes away, so he can go eat treif. Now we're talking about all positive mitzvot a person is exempt from. It sounds like the the deceased has to physically be present 
before the person in order for him to be exempt from these mitzvot. The Gemara says, there are many, we bring a contradiction because we have a brighter that seems to imply otherwise. The brighter says, He's not allowed to eat meat, he's not allowed to drink wine. He doesn't make brochas and he doesn't lead a zimun. Nor can people do a zimun and include him in it. Now this brighter did not seem to obligate the deceased to be in front of us before we are exempt. So which one is it? So explains the Gemara, Amar If he is an arbitrary, if he is not at home, but he is in a... In a in a place, right? In the hospital, still. Oh. he's still around, but he's not in the actual room. Yeah. yeah? So what's the din? Mm. So Ravashi says, <laughs> Since he's obligated to take care of the deceased's burial, <laughs> it is as if he is he's placed in front of the. The, yeah. the relative. So therefore the Gemara has basically done two things. Number one, we had a Dindor writer of Onen which pro prohibited one from eating sacrificial meat and drinking wine. The sages expanded that to someone who the deceased relative is in front of him and expanded it also to just generally drinking meat, uh, eating meat, drinking wine or doing any positive mitzvot in the Torah, a person is exempt. The sages then, the Gemara says, not only if the deceased is physically in front of the person, but any time a person is still obligated to take care of the burial, i.e. until the actual burial takes place, one has this definition of Misha Metal Lefanav, which we'll call an Aninot. He has a Din of an Onen, he doesn't eat meat, he doesn't drink wine, and he doesn't fulfill mitzvot. Presumably that means even if he's abroad, even if he has to fly back. Oh, we'll, 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 get to, we'll get to what does it exactly mean if he's not... Uh, even if, if Anav is uh, yeah. abroad how, how far do we take this that he, you know, he has to take care of the burial, but he's not, even though it's not directly physically in front of him, we'll discuss that in a moment. Now... It sounds like one is not um, uh, um, we'll come back to the Yalkut Yosef let's just go to the Talmud Yerushal we said that a Onen who has to bury his relative is patur from mitzvot positive mitzvot first of all what is the logic behind that and second of all is that Torah, does that mean that if I want, I'm not obligated to do mitzvot, but if I want to daven, I'm allowed to daven? Or does it mean that it's actually prohibited for a person to daven, prohibited for a person to say brachot? So this is based on a suffix in the Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi says as follows, I'm a rabbi bon. This is Yerushalmi in brachot gimel halacha aleph. Leman tiskoret yom tzedcha me'eret mitzrayim kol yemei chayecha. We do the mitzvot in order to remember. 
to remember that Hashem took us out of Egypt. Yamim says, So the Yerushalmi learns out the days that you're dealing with life, but the days that you're dealing, dealing with death, you are not obligated to do the mitzvot. And then we have an opinion that if a person wants to be machmir, he wants to daven, he wants to say Kriyat Shema, ain't Shomilo. We do not, we don't listen to him. We don't allow him to be machmir and do the mitzvot. Lama, why? They don't say Shema. Don't say Shema. Don't, don't, uh, don't do Birkat Don't do any brachot. Mipnei Kvodosh Shomet. Why don't we allow him? Either it's because of the kavod of the mate, and we'll have to understand what does it mean the kavod of the mate, right? Or because no one is going to look after carrying the deceased. I.e., if you start getting involved in doubling your shachrit, who's going to take care of the burial? Mm-hmm. It's more a practical. Uh, uh, we don't. We say don't double. We're not going to let you daven. Because if you start davening, you know, you're, not, you're going to be taken away from what you're meant to be doing right now. And what you're meant to be doing right now is taking care of burying the maid. It's sort of how Sekba Mitzvah Potokal is. Oh, so Sam explained that the principle over here is Osekba Mitzvah Patur Mina Mitzvah. Right? One who is dealing with one mitzvah is Patur Mina Mitzvah. And it's interesting because the Ritva explains how Osek B'mitzvah patur mina mitzvah we just said Sukkot the Ritva says Osek B'mitzvah patur mina mitzvah means it's Asr to do the mitzvah if I'm doing one mitzvah it is Asr for me to do the other mitzvah which could very well fit in with this Yerushalmi I, that is what the Yerushalmi is saying since I'm dealing with one mitzvah it is Asr for me to do another mitzvah interestingly enough look at the, the Beit Yosef so, so, let's just carry on this uh, Yerushalmi. What's the difference between the two reasons? Either it's because it's not the cover of the mate, or it's because practically who's going to bury the, 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 the deceased. What is if you have friends that will take care of the burial and you want to daven shachrit? The ain't mate. If you say it's because of the kavod of the mate, it's still going to be asa. But if you say it's a practical problem that you know no one's going to take care of the burial, there is there are people that are going to take care of it, and therefore, according to that reason, I would be able to daven shachrit. So it seems to be this Yerushalmi is Mesopak. It brings two possibilities, whether it's just a ptar, it's an exemption, or is it actually asur for a person to do mitzvot until the burial? Yeah? How do we paskin? So look at the Beit Yosef. Source number four. This is uh, all of the halachot of Aninot, or in one siman in Shulchan Shin Mem Aleph of Yoredeh. So here he quotes the Beit Yosef. Katava Harosh. Rashi Piresh, Enom Varech, when the Gemara said, you can't, you don't make a brocha, Enot Sarech Sheyevarech, you're not obligated to say a brocha, implying that what? Mashmashim Ratzal Varecha, Rishut that if a person wants to say a brocha, according to Rashi, that would be permitted. 
but our sources don't seem to imply that. Toswot hold that it's not just I'm exempt from saying a bracha, it is asur for me to say a bracha. So one says it's asur, and another says it's you're not patur. I'm patur, but if you want to, because on that you can. Yeah. Okay. So that is the machloket, a famous machloket between Rashi, who says if you want to, you can do the mitzvah, and Toswat that say that no, it's going to be asur for a person to do such a mitzvah. Um, now, what would be the svara of Toswat? Lichorak for doshel meit. That's what the Gemara, that's what the Yerushalmi said. It's not. It's, it, it, we don't. It's for doshel meit. Right? I don't care whether practically you can or can't. It's not the cover of the mate. The deceased lying there, you want to go off and dab and shachrit, that's not mechabed the mate. Right? So that seems to be the idea behind Tosfot. Now, let's remember this Tosfot because we're going to see a story of Rabbeinu Tam and it's going to seem to uh, contradict everything. But let's, uh, let's read the Rosh. The Rosh says, in my cut and the other, Mahmoud Asul of Arech, Hainukhet Sarikh Lasok, Betsoche Hamed. When is it prohibited for me to make a brocha and daven? That's when I need to practically deal with the deceased. But if practically I've got someone who's going to take care of it on my behalf, maybe I can make a brocha. Says the Rosh from the Yerushalmi. Now it's not the Yerushalmi that we just quoted, because the Yerushalmi that we just quoted brought it as, as, as kind of two options, and it wasn't clear which side the Yerushalmi passed him by. But the Rosh is quoting a separate Yerushalmi, the continuation over there, because then Yerushalmi says as follows: An and Onem doesn't have to fast, but he shouldn't have a three-course meal. He shouldn't be, he shouldn't fill his, his stomach. Ve'enochel basar, can't eat meat. Ve'enochel shoteh yain, that we've seen already. Ve'lo mevarech, he cannot make a brocha, or he doesn't make a brocha. Vin birech, enonim amein acharav. And if he did make a brocha, we don't answer amein after it. Why can't you answer amein? If it's a reshut, if it's permitted for him to make a bracha, he's just not obligated. So why, why is it also for me to answer amen? And if he hears someone making a motzi, he can't say amen. Says the, the Rosh, The guy can be literally shoveling the, digging the, 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 the grave. And still answer Amen. So says the Rosh, what do you see from here? That even though it's got nothing to do with practicalities, it's right? Completely it's, not, it's completely mate. And says the Rosh, that's how we have to pass them. The Yerushalmi Paskans, Mishum Kvodor, not only is it you're exempt from doing positive <coughs> mitzvot, but it's also Asur to do those mitzvot. It's Asur to say Brachot, Asur to Daven, etc. Okay? How do we paskin? How does the Shulchan Aruch paskin? Sorry, how does it work then? When, before there's the Kvura, Yes. Okay. The, the Avelim, they say Kaddish several times before the Kvura. 
they say amen. I know it's them saying vimru amen, but they're saying amen. They're saying no. They say kaddish after the quorum. Before on the way. Say so several times on the way before. The no, they say they have to say tehillim on the way. No, say kaddish. The 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 avodah say kaddish. Yeah. That could be could be that's mishum kvodosh almeid. That, that is part that is of Kvodosh the Kvodosh Correct. That tribu- that is because of Kvodosh Almeid. We'll see the certain things that we do mishum Kvodosh Almeid. Mm-hmm. Right. But you is the one who says you may down if you want to. Yes. Does not allow meat and wine. Correct. No. Everyone agrees meat and wine is definitely prohibited. Except on Shabbos. Ah, we'll oh. come to Shabbos <laughs> in a moment. Yes. Yeah. 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 So how do we pass it? Like Rashi, that if you want to, you can make a brocha. Or like Toswot, that even if you want to, it's asked to make a brocha. Says the Shulchan Aruch, Upatul mikom mitzvot amurot batorah, Afilu meyenot tzarich la'asok betzorche ha'meit, Kegon sheyesh la'acharim shoskim bishvilo. I'm exempt, even if I've got friends who will take care of it. V'yeish omrim, And some say, She'afilu meyitze la'achmir al'atzmo la'varech, O la'anot ha'meyin, even if a person who wants to make a bracha is not permitted to do so. And that seems so to be the psak like Toslot. That basically, once a person hears that their deceased has passed, uh, that the relative has passed away, and now they have to worry about the burial, from that time onwards, they do not do mitzvot, they do not do brachot. Now, there are certain interesting um, nafgaminas. We said that you're not, you don't do positive mitzvahs, mm-hmm. but you cannot do avayras, right? So here comes very interesting halachic practical ramifications, and it's actually a good litmus test. There's certain things we're not sure when we do it, mm-hmm. is, it a, is it because of a mitzvah or is it because of an isur? For example, netilat yadam. You want to eat bread. So we said that you can't say hamotzi, right? You, you can have the meal. You're not, you're not meant to fast. You don't have to fast until the burial, right? So you want to eat, eat bread. You don't say hamotzi. Do you have to do natilat yadayim? Why would I think you'd have to do natilat yadayim? Because Chazal said it's asr to eat bread without doing natilat yadayim because of srach tumah, etc., of the, the trumah, the whole story. So is this a din in an Isur? And therefore, well, I'm not allowed to do Averis, so therefore I would have to do Natilat Yadayim, or not? This is a bit of a machlokis uh, of the Achroinim, and we pass in the Pitrei Truva, brings down that basically one doesn't, one does Natilat Yadayim, but don't make a bracha, you don't make a bracha. You don't make a bracha. One does. One does. One does natilat yadayim yeah. without making a bracha, and then you can you eat the bread. Yeah. It, it, it is interesting though, because why is it interesting? The Gemara. Why do I say ashe hakol? The Gemara seems to imply that the reason why I say ashe hakol or any birkatanene is because it's also for a person to, to get benefit in this world mm-hmm. without saying a bracha. Mm-hmm. So is that a bracha? A matir, right? In which case, why if I'm an on, why if someone's an onen, should they not make a bracha? It should be the same logic as natilat yadayim. 
The point is, however, you're going to, however way you're going to answer that kashya, we don't make a brochas. We don't make brochas, and that's how we pass it, right? But it's very interesting. You can have a lot of uh, these questions of how to define the din. Is it biruchamets? Erev, erev uh, Pesach, a person uh, hears that a relative dies, and now the question is, and let's say they're not going to be able to uh, bury the person until uh, until Cholamoyed, right? So, does he, should he do Bir Chometz? It's Lichora Mitzvat Asay, right? To, it's a positive mitzvah to get rid of the Chometz. On the other hand, the person who doesn't get rid of the Chometz is over on Balyare Valyamatsis. But they're sort of connected there. They're, oh, they're, so they're connected. So they're, does they're, a person do it? Does a person not do it? So all of these, a lot of these uh, questions of how you define the mitzvah are actually very interesting discussions that the Akronim deal with. Does a person in Onen in such a case do Bir Chametz or not, etc. Let's continue. So we Paskin like the uh, Yerushalmi, right? Um, what about... And uh, uh, let, me, let me just bring another uh, very important halacha. We said that once a person hears that their relative passes away, they now have to take care of the burial, they become the status of aninut, and they are pater from mitzvot, and they can't eat meat, can't drink wine. Story that the tour quotes the re. The re says that when re hazaken, he was one of the baleat also, the Ri says that when his mother passed away, his uncle, happened to be Rabbeinu Tam, was in another city. And Rabbeinu Tam said, his sister who passed away, the obligation to bury her falls on her husband, right? And the Ri is in another city, and therefore there's no law of Aninut. For him. For him. And therefore Rabbeinu Tam went and ate meat and drank wine and did the mitzvot. I'll repeat that. Rabbeinu Tam said, his sister passed away. It's one of the seven relatives that a person has to mourn for. He said, however, I'm in a different city and her husband is obligated to bury her. Therefore, I'm not obligated in Aninot and I can... Um, I can eat meat, I can drink wine, I do the mitzvot, and that's what he did, and that's how he passed it. Because he held his lo mutal And And he made brachot, and he davened, and he did everything. Yeah. Because he, right? he must have passed his lo mutal lefanav. Lo mutal lefanav. But we say... He's in another city. He's in another city. Okay, so it's not clear... Um, okay. In other words, he would argue... That kvodoshal mate doesn't apply because mate lo mutalafanav, and there's somebody who's there who's taking care of the burial. So, in other words, both of the reasons well, of the Yerushalmi, okay. so, so, he would say wouldn't apply. Well, let let's say like this. Before we get to your conclusion, one could have argued that according to Rabbeinu Tam, the reason why he was lenient is it's a din in. Not kvodoshal mate, but practically taking care of the burial. And says Rabbeinu Tam, practically I'm not taking care of the burial, so it might not be look so mechubah that I'm eating meat and drinking wine, but that's not the reason why Nonen doesn't eat meat, drink wine, or 
do the mitzvah. Busy doing the... According to Rabbeinu Tam, it sounds like, it sounds like the reason that Rabbeinu Tam paskened that it was mutter for him to do all of these things is because an onen is pator because of a practical has to take care of the burial. If I'm not taking care of the burial, then I am obligated in all of these mitzvot. It doesn't seem to have the din of um, for doshan wait. Yes? So that, that, that would be a good way to explain Rabbeinu Tam. Here comes a complication with explaining Rabbeinu Tam. And that is the... And remember, the, the Shulchan Aruch Paschal like Tosvot. Shulchan Aruch Paschal like Tosvot, whether when we said, according to Rashi, if you want to, you can do the mitzvot. But according to Tosvot, it's Asu to do the mitzvot. And we explained what was the logic behind Tosvot. Kvodo Shalmet, right? Now look at the Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi says, Nimsa l'rabim ochel basar v'shoteyayim. If I give over the deceased to the rabbin, to the public who are going to now they're taking care of it. If I give it to the pallbearers, like the Hebrew Kedisha, that's as if I've given it to the public and therefore I'm permitted to eat, uh, eat meat, drink, uh, drink wine, and obviously I'm chayav in the mitzvah. And the Shulchan Aruch Paskansis. Look at Shulchan Aruch Shinmem Aleph Sif Gimel. In a place where there are specific designated people, what we are called today, the Hebra Kedisha, who take care of the mate. Once the relatives have, you know, took care of it, they've called up the Hebra Kedisha, they've given them the Tachrichin, they've paid the Hebra Kedisha, the Hebrew Kedisha take charge, they will bury him. And once we've given it over to the, uh, the Hebrew Kedisha, it is now permitted um, because of uh, to eat Passover. Even before the deceased has been taken from the house. Because now it's not obligated upon them. Is the Shulchan Aruch? And is this Yerushalmi contradicting how we explained beforehand? We said that to the Shulchan Aruch Paskin, why is it asked to do the brachot? Because it's Kvodosh Shalmet. But once I give it to, once I give it to the Hebra Kedisha, that sounds very practical. Once I've given it over to the Hebra Kedisha, now I can, none of these restrictions apply. That sounds on a very practical level. What about Kvodosh HaMait? Surely there should be still a problem mitzad Kvodosh HaMait. So how did the Shulchan Aruch Paskin? Did he Paskin Mishum Kvodosh HaMait? Seems that's how he Paskin when he Paskin like Tosvot, that it's Asur for me to daven, etc. But then he says, well, once you've given it over to the Hebrew um, Kedisha, Hakol Muta. So what's going on? Is it a din in practicality or is it a din in Kvodosh HaMait? You hear the, the, the seeming contradiction. But Kuat Hamas should apply even if I give it over to the... Exactly, right. that's the question. Kuat right. should apply even if I've given it over to the Hebrew Kedisha. Yeah. So what's going on? Why did the Shulchan Aruch in Halacha Aleph 
See, if Aleph, he seemed to imply that the reason why I'm not allowed to say a bracha is for Doshel Meit. But in Sif Gimel, he says, once you've given an over to the Chaver Kedisha, you can make brochas, you can eat wine. That seems to be against for Doshel Meit. So what's going on here? So there's an answer of the Gesher Achaim, source number 10. And he explains as follows. And, and he kind of picks up on this seeming contradiction within the Shulchan Aruch, and he explains. Once the relatives have finished dealing with the Hebra Kedisha, they've decided this when the burial is going to take place and they've given, they've paid, whatever it is. According to the law, the Aninut is ended. Because the Chaver Kedish are now going to take care of the Tara. Even though the mate, the deceased is still in the room. I explained. Even the first reason of the Yerushalmi of Kvod HaMate, right, doesn't apply now. Once I've given it to the Chaver Kedish, why not? He says, the din of kavod mate only applies while I'm still in charge. But once I've given it over to the Hebra Kedisha, then there's no problem of kavod mate. So now we have to try and understand what's going on over here. I think the easiest way to explain it is as follows. When a person, let's say a person has a relative that has passed away. And he's got his friends. His friends are going to take care. You know, he wants to go down to Shachrit or he wants to say a brocha. But his friends are going to, uh, going to take care of it for the five minutes that he's going to do whatever he wants to do. In the end of the day, who's still in charge? He's still in charge. If he sees that his friends are, are, are not doing a good job, he'll leave whatever he's doing and he will, he'll, he'll jump in. Right? In the end of the day, the back stops at him. He's still in charge. And therefore, it's not Mishum Kvod mate that he should let anyone else, you know, uh, uh, he, he has to be involved. Because if you, are, if you are the person who is, in the end of the day, in charge, then it's not, not fitting to go spend an hour and a half doubling shakra. Just not, not right. Right? However, says the Gesher Achayim, once the Hebra Kedisha come, the Hebra Kedisha, once they take over, there's nothing the, the, you're you're not an expert the, first of all maybe your friends you don't know they don't know what they're doing and you don't rely on them but the Heber Kedisha Badai you rely on them 100% more than that the Heber Kedisha are not going to let you get involved you're going to start telling them how to do the Tahara they're going to tell you Habibi we know what we're doing we do this this is our expertise you actually don't know what you're talking about so stand aside right and therefore it's not, it's still kavod amit because a person will say, what are you doing? You're davening shachrit. Say, yeah, I'm davening shachrit because I've got the best people in the world looking after the mate and the buck's going to stop at them. The buck's not stopping at me. And because of that, even though the Shulchan Aruch seems to have paskin, mishum kavod amit, once you've given it over to the Hebrew Kedisha, then the din of aninot stops and basically a person can eat meat, can drink wine, and is now Chayav Lichora, Chayav in the Mitzvahs. Yeah? yeah? Okay. I think the best way of then 
of reading the Yerushalmi. I, yes. I thought maybe before he was talking about two different... He's not talking about two different reasons. When he says Lama, and then he gives the two reasons. Right. It's not saying it's either this reason or it's a separate, separate reason. He's saying there is a reason. There's two ways of formulating it. There's two ways of expressing it. One way of expressing it is saying mate. Or another way of saying the same thing is saying In other words... But then how do you explain the next line in the, 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 the Yerushalmi which brings a nafkamina? What's well, a nafkamina? Because some... It says, it says, the Gemara says, if they've got people to practically look after them, then you can. But if... As Mishum mate, you can't. Yeah. I, you, you could have read Yerushalmi that way, but then the, the, the end of the Yerushalmi is difficult to, to fit in. Mm. Okay. Um, so what have, we, what, what have we basically clarified? The Shulchan Aruch Paskans, it seems that a person is asked to do mitzvot, Mishum mate. But Kvodoshel mate means a specific, it's not that it's a bizion, that it means that when I'm in charge, that's got to be my focus. But once I've given it over to the, um, once I've given it over to the Hebrew Kedisha, then it will not, uh, I'm not in charge anymore. Now the question Wait, is, the Shulchan says, when it goes to the Hebrew Kedisha, it's not, no longer, then I, I, I can eat meat, drink wine, and I have to say Kriyachma. I have to do the mitzvot. That's how the Shulchan Aruch Yeah. Okay? Let's go back to the story of Rabbeinu Tam. Does the Shulchan Aruch, would he paskin like Rabbeinu Tam? I'll repeat the story. Rabbeinu Tam said, his sister was in another town, right? And the husband is, is obligated to bury his wife even though it was Rabbeinu Tam's sister. And therefore he said, he is, hasn't got a din of an onen, and he did the mitzvot, ate, ate, uh, ate uh, meat. Says the Shulchan Aruch, we don't pass like Rabbeinu Tam. Because there, Rabbeinu Tam seemed to be passing, and practically I don't have anything to do with it. But says the Shulchan Aruch, we don't pass based on practical, we pass based on kvodoshel mate. And as long as it wasn't given over, let's say the husband wasn't an expert, Rabbeinu Tam would have had to have got involved, right? It's still, uh, you know, practically Rabbeinu Tam was kind of, could have still been in the picture. And therefore the Shulchan Arpaskin said, even though a relative is in a different town, as long as it hasn't been given over to the Hebrew Kedisha, it's, it's still within the family. You know, you've got one brother here, one brother there. The siblings are dealing with it. You got a, You have the status of an onen because you're still in the picture, right? It's only once you've given it to the experts that's when you are uh, you have you lose your status of aninut. Let us um, let's moving uh, let's move on to what exactly is the the isur of aninut. So we mentioned that there's an isur of wine and uh, eating meat. We also the, the Shulchan Aruch says Misha make law. Make sure Chayav Litabel Alav Kodem Kvura Ochel Bevay Tacher. There's a prohibition of eating in front of the deceased, right? You should eat in another place. If you can't, you make a mechitza, etc. Why is there a prohibition of eating in front of the of the mate? Says Rashi, Denire Keloeg Lerash. It's as if you're mocking 
the poor person. Who's the poor person? The dead person. Like, this uh, is very interesting. It's right? like when you don't have your tzitzit out. Correct. Yeah. Now we know this concept of lo'eg l'arash regarding mitzvot. We know that the dead person, the deceased, is no longer able to do mitzvot. So, so don't, uh, don't do mitzvot in front of him. So that's why we, we, we put our, our tzitzit in when we go to a beta farah. But what's the eating? What's the mocking? So it seems, according to Rafi, that yeah, even physical things, the poor person, the, the deceased, no longer can do physical things. That's also a chashuba uh, inyan, and that's also mocking the, the, poor, the deceased. I think which is a, a big chidush uh, in, um, in terms of how you, how you define, how you view eating, according to this. Okay, we're going to skip the pitre chuba because the pitre chuba we mentioned before, um, just said that Nachon, you exempt from all positive mitzvahs, but you're not allowed to do Averas, and therefore you have to do Natilat Yadayim, right? Um, what about... Uh, sounds very much like a Kfodosh and Met. Sounds very much like Kfodosh and Met, when you talk about Loeg Larash. Sounds like Kfodosh and Met. Why can't you eat in front of the Met? Kfodosh and Met, like you're coming along and you're saying... Oh, no, there could be a different thing. That is a bizarre. There, there could be a difference between kavod and bizarre. Mm-hmm. So even Rashi, right? He seemed to say that it's reshut, mm-hmm. implying that the reason is more practical. He might agree that there's still a problem of bizarre amate, right? But kavod amate didn't pass him. Yeah. Uh, the Yalkut Yosef says like this: What happens, uh, for example, a person has a meat meal, and then he hears. Five minutes later, that uh, his uh, a relative passed away. Two hours later, he wants to eat. Can he eat dairy? Or do we say that no, he has to wait? Is the hamtana mitzvah a positive mitzvah, a negative mitzvah? Says the Yalkut Yosef. After on in patur mikom mitzvot asay amarot patur mikom akom eno patur mitzvot lot asay. He cannot do any negative commandment. Even negative uh, commandments from the rabbis. Therefore, he has to wash his hands in the morning. If you would eat pat kashir, but he doesn't make a bracha. They went to the bathroom. But he doesn't say asher yatsa. A person who ate meat before he became an onen, he still has to wait six hours before he does this, um, before he does this uh, din, okay? before, before he eats dairy. So that seems to be, uh, we've seen that there's a, a prohibition of the Isureim Derabanan still hold uh, still hold even when a person is an onen. Here comes a big shayla, big, big machloket between the Rambam and Ramban, um, and it's also machloket how we pass it. A person, we've seen restrictions of an onen that he cannot eat meat, he cannot drink wine, and he cannot do positive mitzvahs. What about the restrictions of Aveilut? Aveilut, the person's not allowed to wash, he's not allowed to uh, cut their hair, etc. Can a person before the burial, he's in the status of an onen, take a shower, put on new clothes, freshly laundered clothing, cut his nails. 
Or do we say that no? The din of an onen includes in it the laws of Avelut. And over and above that, there are special dinim called aninut, not, you're not allowed to eat meat, etc., etc. Yeah. We said on Shabbat and Yomkir, he's allowed to eat meat and drink wine. Yes, okay, so let's go to that. that obligate him to make hot on Shabbos. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? Let's do the sugya on Shabbos. Mr. Rothschild, we go, we, we're going to skip. We'll come back to the Machloket, Rambam and Ramban. Let's go to Aninut on Shabbat. You're actually right. It actually makes more sense to do it over here. On Shabbos, says the Mesechet Brachot, Uve Shabbat, Meseivochel Basar Yain. The Gemara says, he can eat meat, he drinks wine, Umevarech, Umezamen, Umevarchin alav, Umezamnim alav, Achayav, Bokol Mitzvot Torah. He has to do all the mitzvot. He makes all the brachot. Yeah. And says the Shulchan Aruch. It's logical. But why is it logical? Now we have to go back to our... We said it's either because the reason why I was exempt from doing the mitzvot is because I have to take care of the burial. Right? On Shabbat you can't take care of On Shabbos you can't take care of the burial and therefore it makes sense. But if it's Mishum Kvodo Shalmet, right? So Lichora, even on Shabbat, Kvodo Shalmet should apply. However, now that we've seen the Gesher Achaim, I think we can understand this halacha. What does Kvodo Shalmet mean? Kvodo Shalmet means not that I'm physically taking care of the burial. It means I'm in charge of the burial. I'm in charge of the burial. And therefore, when a person is in charge, it's not covered for him to deal with anything else. Even if he's got workers that are going to do it on his behalf. If he's in charge, the cover of the mate is that he should, he should be overseeing it Hands on. But on Shabbat, you can't oversee anything. And therefore, even Mishum Kvodo Shalmet, there's no problem. And that's why he's chayab on um, Shabbos and Yantar. Shulchan Aruch Paskins us. V'Shabbat v'Yomtov v'Chel Basar v'Shotei Yayin. Yim Yertzeh. U'Mevarech. V'Chayab v'Chom Mitzvot Chutz Mitash Mishamita Shasuva. Everything is basically permitted except for having relations. Says the Ramah. U'Mutar Lelech. You can go to Beit Knesset on Shabbat. Right? And I'll add, you can even say Kaddish on Shabbat. And the truth is, says, uh, says you the Ramah. You can say Kaddish before the Kibbutz. You could say, you could. It's Tamua, and that's why maybe people don't do it. But me, Kardin, you can. Okay? And even during the week, there's no Isur to go to the Shul. Because you're not an Abel yet, because he hasn't been in a burial. But if I can't daven, so what's the guy going to do there? So therefore he doesn't go to Shul. But, okay, so we've seen that on Shabbat, basically the, this din... Essentially um, uses the language of Asulit Palel. Yeah. It's Asulit Palel. That's uh, Hippaskins, as we saw, like Tosfot. Now the Rosh brings a very interesting thing. Once we're dealing with Hilchot Shabbat, let's just uh, deal with this as follows. What about Mariv on Motzei Shabbat? Says, Varav Rabbeinu Meir de Nuremberg, uh, not Rabbeinu Meir of Rottenberg. In the translation, we translated Rav Meir of Rottenberg, but I think this might be another Rav Meir, Rav Meir of Nuremberg. 
כתב בהלכות צמחות שלו, מי שיש לו מת בשבת ולא נקבר עד למחר ולא הבדיל במוצאי שבת, אני דמת מק אבדלה על מוצאי שבת, נראה לי שמותר לאכול בלא אבדלה. You can eat without אבדלה. Now this again comes to the question of איסור, what's the definition of אבדלה? Right, we said that the פתחי תשובה says you can't eat bread without doing נטילת ידיים, so do נטילת ידיים. But the Gemara similarly says that a person is not allowed to eat on Motzei Shabbat until he makes Avdala. But nevertheless, says uh, Rav, this Rav Meir, that it's mutter to eat below Avdala. He views Avdala as a positive mitzvah and not really as a matir. Anyone who's patur from doing it, and does it anyway, is considered basically a fool. Now, interestingly, the Rosh quotes here Rabbi Meir that says that Sunday morning, even Sunday afternoon, even Monday, the burials on Monday, once the burial is taking place, it's asked for him to eat until he has Havdalah. The Rosh himself, the Tur, testifies about his father, that the Rosh himself didn't make Abdallah. The Rosh himself heard about uh, a relative that passed away on Shabbat. Motzei Shabbat, he didn't make Abdallah. The funeral, let's say, took place on Sunday morning. After the funeral, the Rosh didn't make Abdallah. Why didn't he make Abdallah? Because the Rosh holds as follows. The Rosh holds that why do I make Abdallah on Sunday morning? For Tashlumin for Havdalah that had to be made on Motzei Shabbos. I, there's no chiyuv to make Havdalah on Sunday morning. The chiyuv is to make Havdalah on Motzei Shabbos. If you missed it, there's a din of Tashlumin. But the din of Tashlumin only applies if I was chayav at that time. For example, Motzei Shabbos, the person didn't daven marif. Sunday morning, the burial was at 8 o'clock. He can still daven shachrit. And he can also daven tashlumin for the marriage that he missed. We ask him that he doesn't daven marriage. He doesn't do an extra milo tashlumin for Motzei Shabbos. Why? Because tashlumin is only if I was obligated on Motzei Shabbos to do marriage and I forgot. Or I was honest or something like that. In such a case, the next morning, you have a din of tashlumin. However, however, if I wasn't chayav, on Motzei Shabbos to do uh, Daven, then there's no Din of Tashlumin. And the Rosh holds that that's the same Halacha as Havdalah. That Havdalah really the Chiyuv is only on Motzei Shabbos. If I missed it because I, I made a mistake or I forgot, then I can do Tashlumin all the way until Tuesday. But if I is missed... Is it really Tashlumin though, Havdalah? That's how the Rosh understands it. That's what the Rosh seems to imply. The Chiyuv is on Motzei Shabbos, and if you missed it, you can make it up. How does the Shulchan Aruch Paskin? Not like the Rosh. Misha make lo make b'Shabbos, yochal b'Motzei Shabbat, velo havdala, velo yitpanel, velo b'boker korem kvura. And you can't have a shachrit either before the kvura. Ulachar kvura, yitpanel shachrit, im lo avar zmanach, the time hasn't passed. Aval tefilat ha'erev, lo yitpanel, shekvar avar zmanach. But you can't have an, you can't have an, uh, um, from the Mariv. Right. Can't have an Mariv. 
But the Shulchan Aruch does seem to imply, it doesn't say that you don't do Abdallah. Lichore, you do do Abdallah. And that's how the bed, um, um, so, okay. So the bottom line is we pass in that you don't do Marif, because that's Tachlumin, but there's a Machloket Rishonim, how you define Abdallah, and we pass in that Abdallah you do do. Yeah? Now, what about, here comes the Machloikas, Shabbos is coming out, we bring out Shabbos L'Chumra, right? Mm-hmm. So theoretically from Shkia, I could be Chaya in Kriyat Shema. I don't bring, I don't do Melacha, so I can't, Mishum Kvodo Shomayta, Mishum the practical, I'm not, I'm, there's no reason, the, the, the Din of Aninut is still suspended. It's actually me, um, here, I do have a chiyuv of Kriyat Shema. So should I say Kriyat Shema in this time? So it says the Yalkut Yosef, Misha meit lo meit b'shabes o b'yamtev, o shekrovo niftar b'yom shishi v'tem nikvar. Enono he dine aninut b'shabes v'chayav b'chol mitzvot kulan v'yitpalel k'ragil. V'yuchal l'omar kadish. You can even say kadish on Shabbos. V'mutar b'achilat basav v'shliyat yayin. You can eat meat, drink wine. V'motzei Shabbat. What do you do? Yachdim nitpalel arbit mi b'od yom mi plaga mincha. He should actually do Marif from Plaga Mincha. He should have mm-hmm. And he should make Havdalah while it's still Shabbos, right? Kamuvan, without the Samim and the Ner, right? Kasvashorim, you shouldn't light a candle. It's still Shabbos. But you can make Havdalah because Havdalah can be done to distinguish between Shabbos and Chol. So theoretically, you could do Havdalah while it's still Shabbos, just before Chol, or you could do it after Shabbos on Motzei Shabbos. So he says, you should make Havdalah. Because at that time, you can do it. You're in all the mitzvot. So that's what you should do. How does the Mishnah Burr Paskin? He says it's as follows. The Taz wrote, Kevan sheyesh alav chiyuv ba'etai yeshro likrot kriyat shma shel arvit be'od yom. He should have in kriyat shma while he still has time. So you should do it earlier. Sounds like the doesn't hold like this. So what's the bottom line? What should we do? Person should just say Kriyat Shema without the Brachot and uh, Right? He makes Abdallah even until Yom Shlishi. So that is basically the din of um, that is the din of Shabbos. So we've clarified. Now there's an interesting is there, thing. Is there a difference between uh, Shabbat and Yom Tov and Yom Tov Shemi Shabbat? There is. There is a, a bit of a distinction because in theory, in there are theory, certain places you could yourself do it and therefore it is a big discussion about Yom Tov Shein Yishol Galiot and don't have time to give it uh, full, uh, give it, give it uh, proper weight because one could argue that Yom Tov Shein Yishol Galiot is, an, is a din midr mm-hmm. and Avelot, if it's the first so day of Avelot, it might be a din writer. Right? So it, it really depends on a, a few, a, a, a lot of cheshbonot, which the, there's a lot of arichot that the Achronim have discussed about this din of Yom Tov Sheini and how it applies with all this 
the cheshbon of aninut in, in certain situations. There might be difference between if it's yom rishon shel aveinut or not, which is a doraita according to some rishonim. I want to go back for a moment. So we've seen that according to aninut, when it comes to Shabbos in Yantav, it's suspended. Rav Zalman Arbach has a huge chiddush. Rav Zalman Arbach says, let's say a person is... Um, person died in the diaspora and he's being buried in um, in Eretz Yisrael. And you are the relative and you're getting on the plane and you're being malave the uh, the the mace. He says, once the airplane takes off, there is no way that you can do anything. The the mace is is at the bottom. You can't do anything. And therefore, says Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach, Yuchayv and Mitzvot. Just like we saw when it comes to Shabbos, the period of Aninut can be suspended in time and you chayav in mitzvah. When you cannot do anything, it's as if you've given it to the Hebrew Kedisha, then too the Chiyuv of Aninut is suspended. You know, chayav, so you should daven on the plane, etc., etc. As soon as the plane lands, now the Chiyuv of Aninut kicks in. Pilei plane. I don't think most people accept the shita of Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach, but that is the shita. It makes quite a lot of sense in terms of his comparison between Hilchot Shabbos, where there you do see a principle of suspension of the period of Aninot. You mean on the plane? On the plane, according to Rav Shlomo Zaman, he's not an onen. He can eat. With the bracha, he should, he should make the brachot, he yeah. should daven, etc. It seems like the Minag is not like Rav Shlomo Zalman Arbach, and people also on the plane have a din of Aninut, possibly because that's when they can write their Hesbid, which is part of taking care of the burial, right? Lichora, that's a good time to, to work it out. Uh, um, there, there, there are a lot of things to, today, definitely, now that you've got Wi-Fi and you can make uh, calls to Sondichora, you can still be Oisek, on the thing. So I think today even probably Rav Shlomo Zalman would, would disagree, uh, would agree that you, you have a din of Aminut because the, today while you're on the plane you can still deal with all the arrangements. There's no, no suspension in the air uh, today. You can call people while you're in the air. That's just an interesting chidush uh, uh, of Rav Shlomo Zalman Arbach. I want to touch with one last uh, discussion and that is the machloket between the Rambam and the Ramban. The Rambam says like this, when a person is an onen, he cannot drink uh, wine and he cannot eat meat and he can't do the mitzvot. Deal with the burial. However, the laws of Avelot haven't kicked in. Since the laws of Avelot haven't kicked in, if he wants to take a shower before going to the cemetery and the burial and change clothes, no problem. Theoretically, he can have a haircut. Ramban says, Chasvashon. Ramban says the only thing that the Chachamim were makele is that, now Chachamim explicitly it says that he doesn't take off his shoes until after the burial. But says Ramban, yes, why doesn't the law of, you know, that you don't take off your shoes apply? Because if you don't let him wear shoes, how is he going to deal with the burial, right? So obviously he needs to have his shoes on. However, taking a shower, having a haircut, Putting on new clothes, says Ramban, Bavadai, that would be Asur. And this is a huge machloket, right? A person who's not on end, can he take a shower before the seven days of Avelut kick in or not? 
it seems like it's a machloket between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah. The, uh, the Ramah, the Shulchan Aruch says, um, I lost my place over here. Um, yeah, Shulchan Aruch HaMekutzai says as follows. Uh, no, I skipped this, sorry. Katav uh, we go to source number 16. Katav HaRambam, she calls man she lo nikvar hamet, אינו אסור בכל הדברים שעוול אסור בהם. וכן כתב אריץ כעת, שאינו אסור בין מיטה לקבורה בתכבוסת, תסבורת, ברחיצה, even תשמישת מיטה ושאר גזירת שיבה. Nothing is asked while he is an honor. וכתב הרמב"ן שגגה היא מה שהתירו בתשמיש המיטה. Definitely having relations is אסור. דקוליאלנה בכל אסור בו. Everyone will agree that during the week, it's And he says, and also taking a shower, it's after it's asur. He, the Ramban says, the only things that they lo amru ela sheino cholets minal v'sandal v'enochaya ba'atifat arosh. Why? Mipnei shutarut b'iskei ameit. Those are things that will help a person have a mate. How do we paskin? The Rama is machmir like the Ramban that even an onen basically cannot take a shower and wear uh, new clothing, etc. Shulchan Aruch, it is not clear. Shulchan Aruch seems to pass like the Rambam. There is a machloket, achroinim, the Chatam Sofer wants to say that the, the Shulchan Aruch agrees with the Ramah, and that seems to be a machloket. It's not so clear. Uh, there are different minagim, how, how people pass regarding that issue today. So we'll stop over there for today.